On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, what are the realistic expectations for Ilya Mikheyev? What will the Canucks do with Mikey DiPietro? And what the hell are people so mad about that Bo Horvat was not in a Thatcher Demko's wedding? We discuss all of that and more on today, Monday's episode of Locked on Canucks. And it starts now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Cooney. Hope you guys are doing wonderful on this nice, beautiful summer evening. Very slow day in the world of sports. The home run derby transpired tonight. I'm going to touch on that in just a minute. But, of course, this is Lockdown Canucks. And, of course, our Monday episodes are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I also want to thank you for making Lockdown Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Lockdown Canucks. Please also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, please follow me on Twitter at underscore process sports, like I mentioned. So last week, of course, was very busy. Um, you know, free agency, the start of that. You know, we were talking the draft, prospect camp, and now it kind of slows down a bit. You know, these next couple of days in the world of sports are very slow, but um, as you see, I'm wearing my Seattle Mariners hat because tonight we saw a star being born if you watch the Home Run Derby. Now, I know this is locked on Canucks, but I want to give a quick shout out to the friends right down the I-5, our, you know, our sister city, Seattle, you know, uh, where we saw Julio Rodriguez put on an absolute show, mashing 81 home runs in the Home Run Derby. Now, you might be saying, Justin, why are you bringing this up? I don't care. Well, you know, I think... There's some time to bring some positivity to other sports teams in the Pacific Northwest. Look, the Canucks have not been that great. The Whitecaps are a joke. I know we're not going to dive into MLS because we are rivals with the Sounders and Timbers, but you know the Mariners are our adopted team. Uh, those that in Vancouver that don't fall under that um, luster that the Jays are Canada's team. You know, you know we support the local team down the I-5. You know that's like me. I support the team. Closest by, you know, I feel that we are all one in the Pacific Northwest and we all should support each other unless it's the, with the Kraken or with the White or with the Sounders and all that. So I just wanted to say congrats. My guys on Lockdown Mariners are doing an excellent job covering the Mariners. Uh, Julio Rodriguez or J-Rod is an absolute stud. Uh, next year, the All-Star Game is in Seattle and I'm going to try my damnest to go watch the Home Run Derby because, man, oh, man, that was electric TV today. So that was great. But... Let's go back over to the talk of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, where first things first, I want to dive into Mikey DiPietro. Um, so over this weekend, uh, the Canucks gave uh, goaltender Michael DiPietro permission to talk to other teams, um, as reported, um, that you know they were given the agreement to talk to other teams. Of course, uh, DiPietro is 23 and just accepted his qualifying offer from the Vancouver Saturday. Uh, he is under contract until the end of next year. 
uh, and then he becomes an RFA. Um, in 34 games last year with the American League Abbotsford Canucks, he was 15 and 13 with four overtime and shootout losses. Um, had a 901 save percentage. Um, of course, you know we always talked about his size. You know he's six foot, 200 pounds. He also, you know, appeared in three NHL games. I know I was in attendance at his first game uh, against, I believe, it was San Jose, where he just got shellacked. Um, but he was a battler. You know, he played in the World Juniors. And, you know, it's a crowded crease right now in Vancouver. We know that Thatcher Demko is the number one with a bullet, and we're going to talk about his wedding, give him his congratulations at the end of the show. Uh, Colin Dilia, Arthur Slivos, and DiPietro. Um, so as long as Spencer Martin, excuse me. We know Demko and Spencer Martin will be the NHL goalies coming up next year because Spencer Martin proved that this year that, hey, I'm an NHL, NHL caliber goalie, which – you know, allow them to move off from Yaroslav Halak, who, quite frankly, was not very good. Silvos um, is expected to take, you know, a larger role in the AHL, and Delia will serve as uh, the starter in Abbotsford. Uh, Di Pietro, you know, of course, going back to him, he's a young goalie, but um, he just, I think it was the size, what I don't know, was lack of size or something. Like, he always seemed to be behind the eight ball. I know, um, you know, there was his, you know, mental health, um, things you have to battle through, which of course, you know, are very serious things that, you know, all of us have to deal with. But um, I wanted, I'm rooting for Mikey DiPietro. He seems like a great kid, a great guy that, you know, um, you want good things to happen to him. Um, but it's just a crowded crease and that the Canucks, uh, I feel, can just, you know, move off and potentially gain an asset. Um, you know, there are people out there that still need a goalie. He has a strong, you know, pedigree from his junior times, as I mentioned. Um, the size, right? You know, there's not very many goalies that are six feet or under. Um, and the Canucks, of course, took Ty Young in the fifth round. So who's again a very young project goalie. So um, we'll see what transpires with Mikey DiPietro. I don't expect the Canucks to get much in a package back from him. Um, but it will be something to uh, take a look at and see going forward as a piece of, you know, news or, you know, something that Canucks might do roster. Maybe he's a part of a package for, you know, a bigger deal, maybe a JT Miller deal, which we're still waiting for. Um, but as I said before last week, as the time goes along, I think it's more and more likely JT Miller's here um, come training camp. So that is that with um, just the, you know, the, Recent news, you know, of the Vancouver Canucks, of course, the tough news of the Jake Vertanen um, trial. The Mikey DiPietro, you know, is now allowed to talk to other teams about a trade. Um, but coming up after this break, we're going to start, um, you know, because it is the offseason off now and it kind of slows down. Um, I'm just going to be going through, you know, not every player on the Canucks roster, but um, certain players on the roster, you know, that are important uh, that, you know, I'm going to garner the expectations and what I expect uh, from each player uh, going into next season. So today, we're going to start off with the Canucks' biggest um, free agent signing, Ilya Mikheyev. So after this break, I'm going to break down what are the realistic and what are the my expectations for Ilya Mikheyev uh, going into this season upcoming. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL 
playoffs, and Major League Baseball. Bet online is your continuous source for all your sporting wager information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. Also, before we get into segment number two, which with NFL season just around the corner, and of course, you know me, big Seahawks fan, might be a slow year for the 12s this year, a rebuild after a certain period of time, but you know my heart lies with all you 12s out there. So, but also, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you 50 most of the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So excited for NFL season to begin in September. But I'm also super excited for the NHL season to start in October. Canucks training camp in the end of September. Um, and of course, the piece that the Canucks acquired this offseason, Ilya McKayla, who is four-year, $4.75 million deal. Um, that, you know, was very surprising. I know, of course, included, I did not expect the Canucks to break the bank, uh, break the bank, but make a big splash like that, signing a guy like a really decent-sized ticket from giving the cap space. Um, they have a um, I did not foresee it, but the Canucks did it. He is now, you know, solidifies that middle six, you know, that will make it even better that I said last week is a playoff caliber uh, top nine or even forward group in total. You know, last year, McKay of the 27-year-old uh, had a very, very, you know, good season. Uh, he scored a career high in goals. He had 32 points through games, 21 were goals. And he saw his shooting percentage be at 14.3 clip. Um, and if you look at this player, he's 27 years old, in just in his prime or is in his prime right now. And if you think about over the next couple of years um, during this deal, you know, you will see hopefully the best of Ilya Makaya, just him getting better, more comfortable. This is a player that just came from Russia recently, um, is getting acclimated to North America. We saw him speak, or if you heard, he spoke English uh, had made a conservative to speak English. And it was quite well, very impressive. Spoke English very well um, during his media availability the other late last week. And even again, it's just another piece for guys like Andre Kuzmenko and Vasily Podkolzin to confide with talk. And now you have, you know, a solid group of Russians on the team that can, you know, work together, work together with one another. Um, you know, they don't feel alone and whatnot. And that is very important, especially for guys like Podkolzin and Kuzmenko, um, who are young. Um, you know, Pod Colson is in his second year. Kuzmenko is going to be moving to North America for the first time. So having guys like Mikheyev, Pod Colson, and Kuzmenko all together, um, not only will that help the morale of those three, but it will create a stronger bond for them. And I'm really, you know, glad that was, um, you know, an option, the way the route the Canucks went. Um, but when you look at Ilya Mikheyev's game, yes, he scored 21 goals. But what was the biggest thing Patrick Alvin? talked about Ilya McCabe. He kind of tempered expectations about scoring, kind of saying that McCabe wasn't brought in to score goals. You know, we talked about his speed, puck possession, penalty killing. 
Um, stuff the Canucks were kind of missing. You know, the Canucks aren't a notoriously fast team. Um, their penalty kill was up and down, to say the least. Um, and Mikheyev will kind of fit in a lot of those roles. And a lot of people that I've been listening to are comparing him to a former Canuck himself, Yannick Hansen. Now, of course, we know Yannick Hansen was, you know, a great forechecker, a penalty killer, scored timely goals, um, and, you know, used his speed as his greatest attribute. The way I see it is this. That's fine and dandy, but if you're paying Ilya Mikheyev $4.75 million, which is around the same ticket as you're paying Connor Garland, um, I expect similar you know, output. I expect a minimum of 20 goals. Um, you know, I expect, if you think about it, if you do the projections, right, he scored 21 goals in 53 games last year. If you project that out, you know, that's almost a 30, a damn near 30 goal score. Now, I'm not saying he's a 30 goal score, but if he can, you know, chip into 21, 20 to 23 goals a year, because um, he will get opportunity not only on five on five in the top six, but also on a possibly a second unit power play. Um, and, you know, his speed himself, you know, everything I've been hearing about. His speed, his speed, his speed, his speed, his speed is key. Well, if he's that fast, somebody was going to say he has McDavid-like speed, right? Like he has the ability to, you know, skate like Connor McDavid. I'm not saying he's that fast and that skilled, but if he has those type of wheels, he's bound to get chances, right? Um, and speaking to people here in Toronto, they're saying, yeah, he gets a lot of chances, but he misses a lot. So um, even though he shot 14%, even if that drops down to 10%, you extrapolate that over, you know, the entire season, he still should be able to get 20 goals. I believe if you're paying somebody over four and a half million dollars as, as a forward and they're getting top six minutes, um, 20 goals is the bare minimum. Yes, penalty killing is important. Yes, speed and puck position is all important and the, the little things are, but you have to look at the bigger picture as well. You're getting paid to also put the puck in the back of the net and... I think Ely Mikheyev can score 20 goals once again. Um, I think I've seen his game. I've seen his speed. Um, and hopefully he works on his shot and his offensive scoring ability. Um, if he can score 20 goals, you know, I'm not saying, you know, three out of the four years, that that would be, you know, a bigger win than a lot of Canucks free agent signings of late. So um, I think if Ely Mikheyev can, you know, play a, be a, a, a leader in the penalty kill, and chip in with you know offensive output um, and be just a solid player. Um, I believe the Canucks have themselves a piece right there that is very important. Um, and I expect you know if I'm going to put a projection, I think this year Ely Mikheyev gets 23 goals. Uh, we're going to say maybe another 25 assists. I'm saying Ely Mikheyev gets somewhere around 23 goals into 50 points this year. Uh, I think that right there would be an absolute W. Um, and I think that uh, will justify and warrant his contract. Um, tomorrow uh, on Locked on Canucks, we're going to dive into Brock Besser. And I'm going to explain how I think Brock Besser's game and how the tragedy of him losing his father um, and all the weight that was on his shoulder is now not there and how that could help open his game up. So tomorrow we'll go on that. But after this last break, I was on Twitter, and you know I saw Dr. Demko's wedding and all that, but I just kept on seeing all this negativity about Bo Horvath. So I'm going to go on a little rant about that, 
But first, we have one more break. Um, and then after that, we will dive into that. So stick around. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all Vancouver Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. So another piece of big news over this weekend was starting goalie. I think all-star goalie, Thatcher Demko, got married in San Diego. Um, funniest thing was, and I didn't know this research before the show, uh, him and his fiance are now wife were both goalies. She played in North Dakota, and she had a very impressive 1.68 goals against average and a 9.28 save percentage. That right there is elite. Um, anyway, so they got married, and we saw you know a lot of Canucks and former Canucks you know at the celebration. We saw Brock Besser. Uh, we know I've I've I made a very concerted effort to look on social media, and I see Brock Besser's always commenting on his teammates' photos. People always commenting on his. Brock Besser just seems like a good dude in the locker room that people love to have him around. That right there is very impressive, and that makes me even more so want to root for Brock Besser because he seems beloved by all of his teammates. So he was there. We also saw photos of Tucker Pullman who. Um, is supposed to be ready for next season. Uh, dealt with a lot of injuries. We saw, you know, former Canuck, Canuck two that wanted the Canucks to bring back Troy Stetcher, but now he's an Arizona Coyote. Um, we also, you know, saw Jordy Ben. Um, we saw Zach McEwen, Ashton Saunders, all former Canucks or the people that are in the Canucks system. And of course, um, <clears throat> now Zach McEwen is in Philadelphia. Um, but one person that I kept on seeing that people were upset that wasn't there was Bo Horvat. And I know I was on Twitter and it was kind of a slow weekend for me. There wasn't much to do, but I was on Twitter and I saw this stuff and people were like, Oh, where's Bo Horvat? Where's Bo Horvat? Well, first of all, Bo Horvat just has a brand new newborn. Um, you know, he's building his own young family. Why does he doesn't need to for Demko's wedding? People, you, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that you work with that you weren't invited to their wedding. You're not going to their wedding. I know there's coworkers that I, I probably have that won't invite me to their wedding, and I'm pretty close with them because it doesn't matter. You work with people that you're not necessarily friends with. You are on a team with people. There are 23 people on a roster. There are coaches, management. You are not going to be friends with everybody on the roster. What is the big deal that he is not at the wedding? Oh, he's the captain. He should be. Well, it doesn't matter. He is the leader of this team. He is the leader of this organization. He does all the right things. He plays the game the right way. He runs. He's a captain the right way. He leads the organization the right way. He's a leader in the community. Why the hell are people so hung up that he didn't go to Thatcher Demko's wedding? What's the big deal? Canucks Twitter is always trying to pick at something and find something to wedge uh, players against each other and, and all this stuff. And that's why I said before, I think the very first episode I had, I said this market is the toughest market in the NHL to play in because the fan base is on the players and everything. They're trying to find the smallest things to nitpick at and complain about and stuff like that. But look, Bo Horvat is a great leader for the Vancouver Canucks. He does not have to be at Thatcher Demko's wedding. Bo Horvath just has to be ready when the puck drops next season. He has to be ready to help out Thatcher Demko on the ice and be a leader of this team. He doesn't have to be at his wedding, right? It is That's like the same thing with the Halloween party thing that we went on earlier this year where they were saying 
there's a rift between Bo Horvat and JT Miller because they didn't want to be in the same locker room. There's a there's a power struggle. You know, Horvat is being isolated. Like people are really all over that extra nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. You are on a team, and if anybody's played sports on a team setting, you all know. Like we all know that we've played sports. You don't get along with everybody. If you have all the same common goal, yes, then you can work forward to that. But you're not going to be best friends with everybody on a team. It's damn near impossible to be liked by 20 people at, that you see on a daily basis because you are all different. So I think people need to lay off that stuff about Bo Horvat. He's perfectly fine. He doesn't need to be at Thatcher Demko's wedding. As long as he's ready come October, that's all that matters to me. So I know it was a slow sports weekend in Canucks land. I know people are still waiting for the JT Miller trade. I know Jim Rutherford you know, set everybody's talk about impatience. And now people are trying to switch topics to something else. But this is a non-story. This is not a big deal. So relax, put it to bed, bury it, forget about it, because it's nothing to worry about. That was my rant for today. Everybody just calm down. It's not that big of a deal. Anyway, tomorrow, as I mentioned, Locked On Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day especially today tomorrow like i said we're gonna dive into brock besser and what his expectations are for next year now i want you to make your second listen locked on nhl locked on and experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things nhl all year long stay up to date in the world of hockey locked on nhl your daily 30 minute nhl podcast guys we'll talk to you tomorrow stay safe enjoy the baseball all-star game tomorrow if you are I'm going to watch or take care and I'll talk to you tomorrow.